community and welcome to Tradeio for another day. Day two of the AFL trade period. Well, sort of two. Free agency started last week. It's a mess. It has finished. We've got a number of trades to report, a lot of news to report, and quite a lot of breaking news to report as we are recording on this Tuesday evening. And we thought, who else would be better to get in than Patch? The number one ticket holder, Essendon, to talk all things. Hello. Hello. G'day, Lechdog. How are you, my beautiful friend? I'm fantastic. It's nice to have you here. Damo is unfortunately stuck at work and three hours behind uh, daylight savings time in Melbourne, so he can't join us. But you are here, patchy boy. And, uh, geez, haven't you had an exciting week as an Essendon fan? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I, uh, we got to the end of the season and the rotten thing happened and I said, I'm not paying attention until the draft is over and delighted to report that lasted all of 10 minutes. Um, and I've been having a terrible, awful, no good, very bad time. Um, they have, uh, preemptively tapped me, uh, for a review. Um, Essendon will have asked me to come aboard for a review because obviously we've, you know, we've, we've had the review and at the end of the review, the guy that did the review was like, make me the CEO. And they did. And then someone Googled his name and the club was like, oh, well, maybe we should have done that. Um, so, well, yeah. So the, the, what the things you've said on this podcast don't get out, Patch, because yeah. we don't want a new shortest tenured CEO. No, well, well I'm not going to, I'm obviously not going to be the next CEO because I'm not dumb enough to put myself forward as the CEO, but, you know, I love the external review that has somehow been conducted by the future president or future CEO of the club. So no doubt there will be a review into the review, but that's not the review I've been tapped for. I've been tapped for a review into that second review, just preemptively. They've gone, can you just be on standby for when this goes tits up? <laughs> can you then come in and review the review into that first review that we, we stuffed up? So uh, we will we will jump shortly into some player movement. Can we news, do that now? That's what this is, and we're we're not a news we're not a news podcast. I'll say this: it's my opinion. You can say whatever you want. You can think whatever you want. You can endorse any message you want. You can tacitly endorse any message you want, but don't be upset when there's repercussions. Yeah, that's well, how was, I feel about was, things. You know, those repercussions aren't going to jail, so free speech is still a thing. Um, uh, it's exactly. not yet. Yeah, it's not free from everyone else expressing their free speech to tell you you're an idiot. Mm, and anyway, particularly in the, in the AFL industry where your members and your community are what essentially builds up the clubs and keeps them accountable. Uh, guess what? <laughs> yep. Stuff's going to happen. I'm also amazed that just the Royal Commission stuff didn't immediately rule him straight out of the running. But <laughs> I let flag for me. Quite a few of them. Anyway, let's just immediately <laughs> just let's brush that right under the rug, um, yep. like like the AFL would do if it could, and to talk well, about trade content. And this trade content is brought to you again by Manscaped, who are supporting us one more time. Hatch, and it's October, so that means only one thing: it's time for Halloween. And Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy. This Halloween, lucky our friends at Man Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. 
turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy and join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code JOCK, J-O-C-K. Make the right, right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. Patch, you and I have used the performance package 4.0 and uh, for, for quite a while now. It comes with the uh, lawnmower 4.0, which I think we'll agree is a, a fantastic piece of technology. It does the job. It does do the job. It's got the weed whacker, which is one of my favorites, which I now am obsessed with using on my ears and nose. It's also got their crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver ball toner. Uh, it's got a body buffer. It's got free gifts. It's got a travel bag. It's got the Shears 2.0 nail kit. They've got it all, and you can get it for 20% off plus free shipping with code JOCK, J-O-C-K, at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with code J-O-C-K at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny this Halloween with Manscaped. And, of course, supporting them supports us because you supporting them supports them to support us. And so it's it's symbiosis, Hatch. It is. It is. It's it's wonderful. It's the circle of life, as they say. Now, the biggest piece of news, we will get into transactions and what that means for Supercoach and the future of the AFL soon, but the biggest piece of news happened, as it always does, Mere minutes after we finished recording last week. I, just before we mention it, I like everyone listening at home to think of the thing that will happen the second after we finish recording this podcast and go, ah, oh, they're going to talk about Buddy Franklin moving to the Western Bulldogs. No, no, that's happening after we record this. We don't know about that yet. What are we talking about, Lake Dog? Jason Horn Francis, last year's number one pick, shouldn't have been the number one pick, uh, should have been... Dacos, but we don't need to talk about that right now, has requested a trade out of North Melbourne in arguably the most least surprising surprise this year. Uh, look, Essendon's constant stuff-ups should be above all of them. But look, it's, it, I don't think anyone's uh, anyone didn't see it coming. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot to say, is there? I mean, the, he, the the kid wore the North Melbourne jumper too bad on draft night and, you know, it seemed like he was full of beans until they started losing some games and and uh, David Noble gave them a big old spray and then he kind of realised, oh, no, oh, this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. I'll say this, kudos to Essendon for taking the heat off North. They really did them a favour here because this should have been the talking point of the last couple of days, and uh, it was briefly, but well done to you, Jason Horde-Francis. So he's been employed by the North Melbourne Football Club for, what, 11 months now? Yeah, months. Yeah, not, yeah, we'll go 11. And he's still in contract for another year. Your first contract is 23 months as a first-round selection. And he wants out, Patch. I guess the first thing I'll ask you, and everyone who's listened to the podcast probably knows my thoughts, that first-year contracts should be way longer and uh, you shouldn't have as much flexibility as a young player, but you should have security. Patch. Hello. How do you feel about the number one draft pick wanting out of his club that he nominated to go into a draft for 10 months ago? Yeah, it's not a great look, is it? 
it's uh it's not a great look now i you know on, on one level the idea of, of someone like jason horn francis saying hey if it's possible would love to go home um and then north melbourne you know within their rights turn around and go no but i i don't have a problem with him wanting to go home because of course he does he wants to be with friends he wants to be with family like he would want to he'd prefer to be at home but also you know, if North Melbourne turn around and say no, then he ponies up for another 12 months and, and should do his job like the rest of us have to do each and every day when we don't like it. I mean, I like it. Shout out to my boss who listens to these. But, um, like, you know, Joe Bloggs, who has to go to work as an accountant nine to five, has to rock up because, any, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, true. it's, Joe, it's not Joe, Joe Blogg could move to another accountant firm well, however, yeah, if he was I, con- if they were contracted i, I did realize that accountants aren't normally contracted and i don't know how any no, real let's, jobs let's work anyway they, sure. they are because the afl is, is is its own beast right you enter a draft that's part of it uh, do you think that i don't know do you think it's fair that he's asking to leave even though he gave them all signs just 10 months ago, 11 months ago, whatever it was, that he wanted to be there. And they invested not just the best pick in the draft into him, but also time and resources in development, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, look, no. No, it's not. It's not wonderful. The The issue I have with it, Patch, and we don't know 100% all the details at this stage, and I'm fine. I'm actually fine with a, with a kid requesting a trade. I'm also fine with the club saying no. What I have issue with is the citation of homesickness, which is real, and I believe it, but homesickness with a preference of club. Never, even if you know you want to get to Port Adelaide, pretend you're going to consider going to Adelaide. Just pretend. Or come out and just be honest. That's what I would love to see is him come out and go, hey, I'm really homesick. I want to go home. Spoken to both clubs. Port Adelaide have offered me a five-year extension worth, you know, giving me, jobs, giving me security for the literally the rest of my life Yeah, uh, moving yeah. forward. My, and my that's why I want to go there. Yeah, my stepdad played there. There's the connection. Like, of course I do. Everyone, like, everyone knows these things. It'd be, it'd be nice to see a player own it, but also these kids are 18, 19. Like, you know, it's... it's you know, they're having a lot of people yelling at them to do a lot of different things, including lots of members of the public, like you and I. Like, I'd, I'm not as hugely worked up about it. I don't – like, it's, it's he wants to go home. I, I get it. I, I've been there. Like, it's fine. Um, and then the club is ter- able to turn around and say no, and it's fine. It's, you know, you, you, you know, he, he maybe should have been more clear about that, you know, dur- during the draft process or during the, the interview process. I, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, so I don't want to sit here and, and lambast this 19-year-old for for trying to, I don't know, improve his life. No, look, I, as I've said on this podcast quite a number of times, I've got nothing wrong with players uh, going out and getting their bag, um, and, and I encourage it. But do it, uh, in my opinion, do it when at the appropriate times, a.k.a. when you're not mid-contract what do you think he's worth in a trade we know what did they get offered last year pick four four of that draft five of this draft and pick 12 or something like that yeah it was four five and a, a pick in the teens somewhere from memory um which is a lot and would have been really good for them you look at a you know that would have become 
like Rochelle mm-hmm. and then pick five this year where you can uh, nab like a, a Cadman as a key forward and then you know, at 12 you get, you know, whatever you want really um, in terms of um, types of play around that mark. Like, you know, in hindsight, it's easy to say they should have taken it. Um, you know. In... Uh, yeah, at the time I said they should take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. We, <laughs> I thought we it did... was insanity rejecting it. Um, yeah, it, it's, and it doesn't help that, you know, it was the first time they'd ever had the number one pick and they really wanted to nail it and bring in, you know, Horn Francis. Bring who... in the second best player in the draft. Yeah, I get it. Oh, he... <laughs> he um, I get he... it. He looked like he could be a, a bigger game player. Dacos was obviously the safer he's, pick. He still might be. Um, Dacos was still the selection. Um, in terms of what he's worth now, um, it's hard to say. Port will try and argue that he's damaged goods and hasn't been all that good. And like, oh, you dropped him. He can't be that good. And it's like, well... Yeah, you're like, offering him a five-year deal. <laughs> like, like, he must be pretty good. For a 19-year-old to get offered that, like, you'd, you'd be looking at a... You know, like a, a Butters or a Rosie or a, I, I think Georgiades would be a decent fit for North. Um, I don't know if that's something, you know, the club would entertain. Um, it's really hard to say. They'd need to have pick eight and then another pick, depending on, you know, if it's Rosie, maybe you don't need that other pick. If it's someone like a, a Georgiades, you probably need a, you know, a, a pick next year or if it's a, a second rounder or whatever it ends up being in the wash. Um, it It shouldn't be cheap. And... You know that they'll try and make it as cheap as possible, and it'll probably drag all the way out. But if you're North Melbourne, do you turn around? Like, I, I know you would. You know, in theory, always hold the player to a contract. But if Horn Francis clearly doesn't want to be there, there's been you know rumblings of attitude problems throughout the year. Do you, Lake Dog, if you're managing what uh, North Melbourne's list, do you do you fold, knowing that there's every yeah. chance his value could be less at the end of next year? Do you? Yeah, in a real take- sport, in a real sport, I wouldn't fold. Because in a real sport, you'd be able to, you know, hold him through restricted free agency and all that sort of stuff. But in our pretend sport that we follow, uh, our our semi-amateur, semi-professional sport that we follow, yeah, I would absolutely, absolutely cash in. I'd be asking for a senior player, multiple picks. Um, what I wouldn't do if I was an author, we've seen this happen before in the past, is they our player gets pushed to the outer at, at port in this instant and... North talked themselves into thinking, oh, he's actually worth, oh no, he's actually, like, I think I saw Ryan Burton's name was flagged today as someone who they might put you. And previously we... Yeah, I saw like Riley Bonner could be the key that unlocks the North Melbourne trade. And I'm like, Riley Bonner. this is just Jared Pollock again. Exactly. They can't do that. They can't do the Jared Pollock. They they need to either drag someone out that they really want or get a ridiculous, ridiculous overs. And... I'd be risky because I don't think this time next year, because of the way free the player movement works, he'll be worth any less than what he's worth this year. If anything, I think he'll be worth more. Um, so I don't think he's going to sit out and not play next year. I think he would come back and play. And look, he'll his attitude will probably continue to be shit. But in terms of value, I think he'll he'll hold his value next year. So I wouldn't be taking unders. Yeah. No, I don't think North would in their right mind take unders, but it, yeah, it then makes it interesting to see, you know, where they go. They obviously won't get the number one pick this year because it's, it's tied to Brisbane. Um, <laughs> they better they, they better bid on Ashcroft. <laughs> let's not let's not even go there. Not even go there. Anyway, we've been rabbiting on for twenty minutes and haven't spoken about an actual trade on Tradio. Who do we think we are? Trade Radio. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know I don't... what that is, and I've never heard of it. And I this this program has no affiliation with it. This program was completely an idea generated internally. Um, no trade radio, and there never was Lansdowne Shutter. <laughs> the first trade that went through patch was Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill going and a third round pick, pick forty currently. By the way, if you have to put currently in front of every draft pick you talk with, your system's broken. So Bobby Hill and pick forty for pick 43 and a future second round pick. So at worst pick 36. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think there's any, I think that's, that's about the price. He's an exciting small forward. He's young. He's got you know plenty ahead of him. He won't be someone we look at for fantasy football. I don't think because, you know, you know, you get the, the rookie price out of uh, rookie price here out of small forwards. And then, you know, they don't become relevant scoring-wise, but he's fun to watch. He'd be great for Collingwood fans to to watch. I think this is good business for, for Collingwood and, you know, decent business for the Giants. Yeah, I actually I actually think it's I think I think the Giants have done well to get a second round pick out of him. I know people don't seem to value second rounders, but a, but a second round pick could be. It won't be probably, but could be pick nineteen. So uh, I I think they've done a very good job here. What's he done in his career? He's averaged less than a goal a game. He's only been in the system four years. Yeah, I think I think it's reasonable. The hard part for them, obviously, GWS is that they just keep drafting these kids and then four years later having to replace them. That's the hard part for them. Mm. Um, you know, when do you stop running on the spot and when do you get some traction? But yeah, objectively, no issues with Bobby Hill for a future second and. From a Collingwood's perspective, yeah, upside's there. Jamie Elliott's getting older. They're not the same player, but filling that small forward role will be a need uh, more and more as, as he ages. Yeah, and they're, they're bloody hard to find. And you see, you know, a kid who's got all the signs of it, I'd rather take a, a punt on him than somebody in the, you know, the 20s or 30s in the draft to try and nab one there. So, oh, I mean, some people would rather delve in the draft, but, you know, I, I don't think... Historically, so. I'm a known quantity man yeah. myself. Yeah, um, so, you know, well played, everyone. Good sports ball. The next trade that went through was Richmond receiving Tim Taranto. He signed a five-year deal with them. And G- trading to GWS their first-round pick, pick 12, and a second-round pick, pick 19, which is close enough to a first-round pick in my in my perspective. I saw people saying, he's worth two firsts. They got unders. It's like... 12 and 19 is essentially a first. We've had first rounds that go to 23 in the past. It, I mean, it will be because Ashcroft will go pick one. Yes. So that pushes everyone back. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brisbane just moved their pick. Anyway, I get what you're saying. It's essentially, like, it's a first round pick. It's a first round um, pick. So 12 and 19, I think that's a really good haul for Tim Tranto. He's obviously a very good player. Super coach wise, Patch, he's going to come in at sub 500k next year. Ooh, is he forward eligible? We hope so. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, I think it'll be a struggle, but if he is, if he even is, if he's not, he's going to be bloody tempting. Um, I mean, I hate the way Richmond go about playing football from a fantasy perspective. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't tend to lead to a lot of points. Um, even Jaden Short, like I begrudgingly ponied up and went, nah, all right, fine, whatever. And then he had a stint where he just kind of Richmond's game style caught up with him and he played into the churn and maybe Taranto, you know, gets around that. Maybe he, he becomes, you know, 
you know, someone else. But aside from Dusty Martin, they haven't had a, a consistent, you know, player I've been excited about selecting since Brett Deledio. So, and, and yeah, and like, he like came if, if with his issues as well. Yeah, like if it's not if if Tim Tranto is not full eligible, I will be. I'll need to be, you know, encouraged a lot to to consider him. He averaged 25 and a half disposals a game this year, uh, five tackles. They're reasonable starting numbers. Average 91.4 in super coach. He'll, he'll be good. He'll average like 100 to 105. Like, that's good. You'll get him well yeah. placed in a draft somewhere. Like, he'll be fine, but. Oh, definite draft relevancy. I agree. I don't see him breaking out to like a 110 midfielder, but if, as you said, if he's forward eligible, uh, He's almost going to be a lock for a lot of people out there. Yeah. And going back to GWS, yeah, essentially two first-round picks. Once again, the issue for them, they can package them up, try and move up the draft. But for them, it's just like, we've got to find talent. We've got to develop it. We've got to hope some of them stick around. Like, it's really, really tough. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good at finding talent, they're good at developing it, and then the, that talent walks out the door two years, three years, four years, like, they they just can't keep them. We move on to the next piece of trade slash free agency action, and Jaden Hunt joined West Coast on a three-year deal as an unrestricted free agent. So naturally, the AFL gave Melbourne compensation by way of a third-round pick, pick 52 currently. Currently, a lot of asterisks when um, you talk about these deals. I was ooh. actually really surprised he got a th- three-year deal. I, if they hadn't won a premiership, I'm going to put myself out there and say they wouldn't have got compensation for him if he wasn't a. a was he a premiership player? Did he play in that grand uh, he, final? He was injured. He was injured through the last couple of games of that final series. If he um, was going from North Melbourne to West Coast, no, that's a bad example. If he's going from St Kilda to West Coast. Who? I don't think he's netting compensation. Which sorry, who? Which club did you? Jaden Hunt. If he what? was going from a Saint Kilda, like a middle tier. I don't know who Saint Kilda is. Who are you talking about? Uh, they're the team. So, oh right, F- from the end of the season till the start of the preseason, they don't exist. Who don't? You'll, you'll recognize the colors when round one comes around. Is that the team that had? Was it Paddy Ryder on it? Was that that team? Yeah, the team that had signed Jordan Degoe, uh after he'd already oh, signed with Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, you One know, of the Cordies I... is actually from Bulldogs is interested in going there. So, you know. Yeah. That's, there, you uh... go. there you go. Going to the States, reckon. There you go. Um, Jaden Hunt. Yeah, he'll be fine for them. He'll, what they reckon, he'll play off a wing or, or off half back. He'll be quick. I don't know if he's allowed to wear sleeves. So that'll be a sad day if he doesn't trot out next year in sleeves at all. Um, sure. I decent pickup for them. Get some experience. Get some some speed, which they don't have. Melbourne gets a, a third round pick, which they've immediately traded. But anyway, I sure we we don't need to break down the mechanics of free agency compensation on this pod. We've done it enough already this year. A career high super coach seventy one in his second year. Since then, has not cracked sixty. No super coach or fantasy relevance here. Blake Akers. Blake Akers. over from Fremantle to Carlton for a future third round selection. What's your hot take on that, Pachiru? 
Um, I mean, he's he's probably better than a third round pick in terms of player value, in terms of the deal that he was offered. Freo would have struggled to ask for too much more than that. Um, you know, because they didn't offer him a huge amount of money. Carlton are obviously keen. He's a good player. He'll be good for Carlton. Freo will miss him, but they've got enough players that can slide onto that wing, like a Neil Erasmus or someone like that. Um, can cool, play there. Maybe. Yeah, like they're, they're yeah, sure, sure. It's it's fine trading. It's well done, everyone. Yeah, Phil fills a, a huge need for the Blues. He's coming off arguably his best year. Uh, Eighteen games, averaged eighty-three super coach points. In two thousand eighteen, he averaged eighty-eight across twelve games. But I don't think he's ever going to be a super coach performer. But in terms of real life football, uh, I think I think he's going to be a, a valuable asset to the Blues and a future third round pick. Well, when they win the flag patch, that's pick fifty-four. So I'll take that that deal any day for a premiership player it's yeah it'll be you know it's it's fine it's it's good it's it's good it's i reckon it'll be closer to the ed langdon um end of trading wingers as opposed to jared Polek end so you know Carlton have done well for themselves <laughs> i do like that scale dan mcstay has now gone this is, now this is where we are going to talk about freeze very briefly, free free agency. You say very briefly. You know that. No, I've right. just got you know one point to well. make on this podcast that I haven't made. As you were, go on. I'm not going to interrupt. Collingwood received Daniel McStay. Brisbane receive a second round compensation pick. Pick currently in brackets. Pick thirty five. Here's my issue. Only one. I've got many issues. Compensation should not be based. I, I don't believe in compensation, but compensation at all. But someone on Twitter pointed out, why wouldn't we base it off whatever deal the in like the exist the club they're already at is offering, right? So if Brisbane are offering him a four year deal at four hundred thousand dollars a year, and he says no to that, that's how much they value him, and then he leaves for more. They get a combo pick to that, which would be like a end of third round, maybe fourth round pick. But because Collingwood are overpaying, which you have to do to get a free agent, you have to overpay. That's literally how you attract the free agent. That's the point. Brisbane get rewarded more when in an open market, I don't think a second round pick. I don't think I don't think you'd get a straight second round pick for Daniel McStay. And in an open market, Brisbane didn't offer him a good enough deal to stay, which means they probably don't value him at a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, that's a logical conclusion. So why do you get a second round pick? Because someone else is bad at list management. Because the AFL doesn't do logical conclusions, Lake Dog. We've been over this <laughs> over and over. Anyway, the... if it's not clear, I don't particularly rate his game. I don't particularly rate his game at Brisbane, but I guess if he keeps like Mitch Cox out of the side... Uh, I mean, good... Mitch Cox. Um, I was just gonna, just gonna. Ma- what's 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 his name? Ma- the big Mason. Cox man. Mason. Mason. <laughs> um, Mason Cox is who you're thinking of. Um, he's fine. He's a good role player. He's fine. Um, he'll do a decent job for Collingwood, and there'll be Pies fans that think he's the second coming and will be dis- disappointed. But he'll he'll be fine. Um, not worth pick. What did he say? 27, 23? Pick 35, second round pick. 35, pick. Keep in mind, if he wasn't coming from Brisbane and he was coming from North, that would be pick 19. So, yeah. Um, yes. 
Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, moving it's on. fine. It's fine. Super coach relevancy, none. No. Average 65.5 this year. Has a career high of 75.7, which was last year. He might get to that. Maybe. If you're in Maybe. a weird dynasty keeper league where you have 48 players on a list and you need to play key position players everywhere, <laughs> maybe would, he's relevant. Who would be in that? Who, who would be would in that? Be in that? Like, yeah, like he, he, he's he's fun, but I just don't think he's like. Anyway, that's okay. He was free except for the salary in the list spot. And Liam Jones list. joins the Western Bulldogs as an unrestricted free agent. Carlton receive a third round compensation pick, currently pick 49. Now, Lake Dog, compensation yep. pick. How do we feel about this compo pick for Liam <laughs> Jones? How do we feel it's about very, it? It's very frustrating because I've said publicly that if Paddy Cripps left as a free agent and they said you don't get anything because we're scrapping compensation picks, I'd be okay with it. However, this is an ex- this is an extenuating <laughs> circumstance. Where by bitch, where by the AFL's own rules, he would not be able to play AFL till mid-year because he retired. Now he retired under different circumstances, where you know he wouldn't be able to play because he didn't want to get the COVID nineteen vaccine or the second COVID nineteen vaccine. I think he got the I- first one. As a result, he retired, but now the AFL have said, well, it's, it's kind of shitty reason to retire. We're happy to let you back in. As a result, Carlton, can you waive the 18-month retirement thing? Carlton have gone, yes, as long as we get something. So he gets compensation. It's listed here as free agency compensation. It's actually compensation. Uh, it's retirement compensation. But, I mean, does Geelong get retirement compensation for Joel Selwood retiring? Is Joel Selwood going to play football anywhere else in the AFL in the next 18 months? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, probably not, but like, should there be compensation for retiring players? Well, retiring players shouldn't be able to play for 18 months, as is the rules in the AFL rulebook. Uh, however. Why 18 months? Played... Why not for life? They've retired. They're done. Why 18 months? Well, do you want the, do you want a joke answer or the real answer? Yes. Okay, Joker answers, if you retire, you should never be allowed to play sport again, any sport. The real answer is it's so players can't circumvent, like, you know, I want to go here, my club's not trading me, I don't want to go to the draft, blah, blah, blah. It's so you can't circumvent the current uh, player movement things. So you can't just retire and they go, oh, jokes, I'm coming back. Like Luke Hodge, people might remember, he had retired before he went to Brisbane. He actually ended up being traded to Brisbane for pick 75, uh, which was a pick that wasn't even used. It was a pretend pick, but he had to be traded. And yeah. it's why I'm confused. The word news came out today, and Anthony McDonald, Tip of Woody, wants to come back and play for Fremantle. The AFL have, it sounds like, already said that, that they're going to be cool with that. And he can just go and join. By their own rules, he should actually technically have to be traded. Yeah. Um, which, again, would be a, a pick in, like, the 80s or something, like... Essendon yeah, exactly. It's way, a pretend and... pick, but it's a yeah. mechanism, right? Yeah. And, it's, um, and un, because of those same rules, Connor McKenna, if he comes back from Ireland, he's been out of the system longer than 18 months, so he can just come and just play wherever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's fair. That's something I didn't know the reasoning behind. It was it seemed a bit strange, but no, that checks out. And yeah, it's, 
the I don't know if the delisting happens because he like he we had the list spot from his retirement on the mid-season draft that's why we could take two picks into the mid-season draft so I don't know if that delisting happens immediately or it comes into effect at the end of the year or if it if it doesn't um in terms of him being on Essendon's list officially but yeah the, he, he did retire so he still falls under that that 18 month banner but uh, who knows who knows the AFL in, in conclusion the way I see this coming I I reckon Essendon will get traded like pick 78 for him or yeah. something like that yeah Freo's last which pick. which won't mean anything in the end no, I mean we do have two academy bids coming, so that might make it might make well, a I, tiny I, difference. I, yeah, I don't actually think pick uh, seventy eight even has draft uh, draft points. Um, yeah, well there you go. I, I don't know connected to it. What do I know about I, anything? I can no, I can I can tell you that uh, uh, full draft order. We'll scroll down to pick seventy eight. I can hear Damo screeching at us that Freo doesn't have pick seventy eight. We so don't have pick seventy eight. We don't. Yeah, I know, love I you, Damo. But anyway, yeah, no anyway. picks have no after pick seventy three. Picks have no, uh, no value. There you go. Pick eighty nine. Fremantle has. There you go. There you go. Speaking of uh, of picks with uh, with no value, the uh, the assistance package to North Melbourne for the picks for next year got traded today. Um, yes, hasn't officially been signed off yet. No, oh, happy okay. to talk about it. I, I was under the impression it had been officially signed off. Not but by it sounds... AFL House. Uh, Not at okay. time of recording. Well, I mean, um, it involves my favourite thing. It's I've been hanging out for it for 37 minutes and 19 all seconds. Right. Well, um, let, you, if you've got it in front of you, let's read it. Uh, so it is the assistance package. So the, the future second and future third round picks, which come after North Melbourne's picks in next year's draft. So they couldn't actually use those draft picks for those that they can't quite remember, the AFL handed them a future second, a future third, and said, you have to trade these. We're not allowed to keep them. You have to trade them for established players. Um, so the, the free have done, uh, North Melbourne have done that. They've traded those two picks for Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker, and they've also got a third rounder off Frio, and then they've given a, a future that future second, that future third, and Lechdog, ring the bell. We have our first future fourth trade of the year. Ring the bell! Woo! Amo did have the sound effect. I'm too lazy to put it in. You're too lazy to put it in. But future fourth, it's on the board. You love to see it. Right. Well, we'll break that one down. Um, we'll break that one down into its depths when the trades officially pass. But happy to ring that future fourth bell. Two other things have happened today. Uh, Melbourne traded. It's round two selection pick 33, and it's round three selection pick 43, and it's round three selection pick 53 to Port Adelaide for pick 27. So basically giving away two free third round picks to jump from 33 to 27. I've had this argument with people. It doesn't look fair if you look at the points, the draft points. Draft points don't matter unless you're matching bids, and they're not a true representation of the value of picks because... In order for Melbourne to use both pick 43 and 53, they would have had to delist two players. How many points do you put on a on the, the price or the value of a list spot? Probably more than those picks are worth. So the, yep. I, we don't need to get all into it. But no, no, it's they've come out basically. We, we wouldn't be using yeah. these picks. We may as well get something for them. So we go up from 33 to, to whatever and and port. You know, obviously, one, maybe they maybe they use that pick as part of like a, a Grundy or Jackson deal. Who knows? It's just. Yeah. You know, they've got, they a, they've got a, a plan pick. in mind. Yeah, there's no point them keeping picks they know they're not going to use. Yeah, early in the draft, I, I like having sort of like an 8 and a 12 and an 18. 
when you get closer to the 30s, I'd rather have 27 than 33 and, and 43 and 53. That's yeah. just my personal. Yeah, unless stance. you've got and, a million spots to fill. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and one piece of breaking news, Patch, which oh. I joked about before, uh, has come through while we've been recording this, and Zane Cordy will join St. Kilda as an unrestricted free agent on a three-year deal. Callum Kel Twomey uh, reporting that. So there you go, Big Zane Cordy. They got their man. St. Kilda got their man. There we go. The club that I didn't know existed have done a thing, and I've already heard. Who did you say? They went, a, who a, did they go Ace for? 40? Is that who, who they brought they in? For? Yeah, Dustin Martin. Then they went for... What? Jordan Dugowie. Jordan Dugowie. And they landed on... Um, Zay, 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 Zane Cordy. There we go. One of the Cordies. One of the Cordies. The, we're going to call it the Superior Cordy um, at the risk of, of Ace Cordy fans flooding my DMs. Um <laughs> I, and that, sure, sure, I think, sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the that's the podcast. That's the news of the day, Patch, and that's, we had some that's fun. The news. We've um we're still no closer to finding out. You know all these deals that, you know everyone knows about, and it looks like you know Harms won't be moving, and um Jack Jack Bowes at time of recording has flown home and gone to watch a movie instead of deciding which AFL club he would prefer to play at next year. Um, I hope it's I... Paws of Fury, uh, the legend of Hank. I hope it's Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> Paul Blart I... Mall Cop. Um, is what I hope he's watching. But I don't know why he's the one that's deciding where he's going and not Gold Coast deciding what they're getting back. Because like, they're not getting they're... anything back. Well, <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting back I... not having to pay him a million dollars. But, like, why Why is the club not trying to find the... I if the club can wrangle like a future something. I don't know. It seems weird that Jack Bowes is suddenly deciding where he's going. He and pick seven. Because no one's going to give him anything for it. They fuck. They, they just, when they said, we'll give you pick seven to take Jack Bowes, they, they stuck screwed themselves out of the market and, and having that choice. It just seems, I don't, it just seems very strange that they're not, I, I, I'm just confused as to how it's been, I understand at a logical level, but then just at a, at a standing back level, like why is Jack Bowes and Pick Seven suddenly? Why is Jack then deciding all of this? Uh, because player contracts are a hoax. The AFL's a scam, and I don't even know if it's technically a legal piece of entertainment. I, I look. I I agree with you. I it just I, my head. The the more you explain it, the less it makes sense to me. <laughs> I can't help you any more than I have. I don't expect you to. It's a, it's a dumb league with dumb rules, and I don't know what's going on. Um, on that note, shall we end? Shall we end it? Yeah, shall we? Will. Shall we wrap it up? I've got some. Uh, I've got some reviews to start reviewing for Essendon. Um, goodness me, everything's a mess, Lake Dog. It's all a mess. It's it's why we love Trade Week. Or trade Fortnite or trade. How long does this thing go for again? Forever. Oh, I can't. My poor little brain can't do it. Gentlemen, and by gentlemen, I mean Patch, thank you for joining me. It's a bit of pleasure. It has been a pleasure, aside from all the parts where my brain hurt horrifically. 
which was most like, of the podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe, and hit that bell. Ding, 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 ding. The future fourth bell. <laughs>